Welcome. Nine minutes after the hour, Garson is in from Graphs, graphs.com on the on the World Wide Web. I was just listening to your, your ad. You guys are having a sale on Archer. I got a friend of mine. He and I were just talking about this the day before yesterday. He loves uh, deer hunting with bow and arrow, and, and uh, he wanted to buy a, 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 a bow. Uh, it just at the same time his uh, washer and dryer broke, and his <laughs> wife made the priority call. But you guys are having a huge sale out there. Huge sale. Wow. So if you're uh, if you're into archery, head over to Graffs uh, in Mexico, Missouri, just a short ride down the road. Absolutely worth it. If you're into reloading, there is no place in Missouri that has more reloading supplies than Graffs. Maybe Lake City. Maybe. Well, they're they're the ammunition depot for the military. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like I said, maybe. Uh, but you guys have uh, uh, all that equipment. Uh, you've got new and used firearms, rifles, uh, holsters. Uh, you just have it's just a great place to go. And I know some of the guys here even buy stuff from Graphs. Uh, so it is the place to go. We've been talking about uh, this debate. We played it with Chris Kelly on gun control. Uh, the bottom line for me has been, and, and this is the only explanation I can come up with. And if you're if you're somebody who thinks that we're wrong about uh, uh the Second Amendment and, and our right to own and bear arms. If you want to discuss it, debate it, whatever it is, I want you to feel free to pick up the phone and give me a call. Uh, 874-9390 or toll-free 800-529-5572. But there is not a gun control law that works. There's not... A, even the NICS check is a useless waste of time. Uh, there aren't a handful of people... Uh, in any given year that ever get prosecuted. Most of the uh, NICS checks that come out with, uh, you know, you can't sell them the gun, turn out to be mistakes. Uh, and it takes time to clear up. All that does is delay somebody, perhaps, from being able to defend themselves. The, the gun control just doesn't work. You and I were talking about New Zealand, uh, and you were telling me about uh, what the authorities are doing down there because they just banned semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, they're having that mandatory... Um buyback slash confiscation and the gangs there absolutely refuse to turn in anything so they've actually had representatives from New Zealand uh, police go to known gang members and try and convince them. them or convince <laughs> them to turn in their firearms and they're not doing it the bad guys won't disarm um, so the only conclusion, because I just can't believe that the anti-gunners are that stupid. I can't believe that they don't see the flaw in the logic, which is so obvious. Well, they need to effectively enforce the laws we already have. Once they can, once they can do that, and those laws are being followed and enforced, maybe it's time to look at new laws. But until that happens... I don't see a reason for new rules. Well, if they, can, if they can enforce the law that says do not murder, I mean, that goes a long way. Uh, at that point, we're relatively safe. But the federal <laughs> government, but you know, and, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. The founding fathers wanted us to have the right to have these arms and ammunition because they knew eventually a disarmed citizenry can be mowed over by big government. Uh, and they didn't you know, they didn't go to Great Britain and ask the king for permission to buy their rifles. Uh, and, and they certainly wouldn't want... Uh, but those rifles are nothing like the rifles we have now. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, 
It yeah, is. you can go. Yeah, they said you could have uh, rifles, uh, so you can have flintlocks today. And of course, we both know the response to that is, yeah, uh, yeah we, we, we use computers and printing presses today. They didn't have then. We still have freedom of the press. Exactly. So the only reason is they want government to continue to expand, and they don't want resistance. That's the only excuse. Yep. I can't. I, I can't. And and uh, and I don't want to tie this to the Monday through Friday show, but uh, uh, former New York City Mayor Bloomberg is throwing his hat in the ring to run uh, uh, for president as a Democrat, and we all know how how much he hates the Second Amendment. Uh, and soda. Yeah, I was going to say almost as much as he hates a big gulp. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I don't see him getting elected. I don't see him as being electable. I've seen crazier things. Uh, you got to go some to, get, to to beat that. All right. Uh, if you're on Facebook, tune into the cameras because uh, Garson has brought in a Ruger 1911. Uh, and this thing is beautiful. It's got such a great trigger pull. Um, it's uh, just under $780. I'll uh, put this up in front of the camera so that you can see this. It is Really beautiful. It's got a nice grip to it, a real crisp trigger. Um, it's got a nice feel to it. It's got a rail on the bottom, so if you want to mount a laser or you want to mount a light. Or both. Or, well, yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> be a little. Uh, anyway, um, this is really neat. Yeah, it's their SR1911 LE. Uh, so it's all stainless uh, with a nitride finish. So it's black. Um, the bushing and... The uh, recoil assembly and the barrel are left stainless. Give it a little two-tone finish there. Um, night sights. Um, yeah, the sights are really good yeah. on this. Good, clean, crisp night sights. Um, rubberized grip, so a very good um, self-defense piece right there. Or, you know, if you're wanting to start shooting competitively, a good uh, mid-level gun for shooting IDPA or USPSA. You know, I'm looking at the, uh, the uh, image on the screen <laughs> and looking at the size of that barrel, the whole... And that it's like, oh man, I don't want anything that comes out of there. No, in my direction. Uh, so, I assume you've got more than just one of these Ruger 1911s. That is the only one we got. That is the only one you got. It'll be back on Monday. It'll be back on Monday. But they can call up and reserve this. Sure. They? Yeah, definitely call the retail store and say, hey, I want that Ruger, and uh, they'll nice. let me know. And uh, it's got a nice smooth action. I, I will and... not take it out and shoot it. Got <laughs> <laughs> It's got a nice smooth action. Uh, the the uh, magazine pops right out when you hit it. Uh, the trigger is nice and light. It is just a terrific firearm. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, this thing uh, retails for just under $780, and it is worth every yeah, penny the, of it. The only thing it's lacking is an ambidextrous safety, um, and that's easily But fixed. you can add that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do this. As you know, 1911-style uh, firearms are my favorite handgun. Um, perhaps the only drawback is the the number of rounds they can generally hold. You fixed that problem, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, if I can just get my hands on some ammo for that thing. I've been told it's coming. So Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you can call Graphs, and you can uh, lock this up and, and uh, put a deposit on it. Uh, oh, three mags. Three magazines? Yeah, I was, I was only expecting two, because that's the... Uh, the norm. Yeah, the norm. And there's three mags. With a uh, um, metal form style follower, so it's got that good follower. Yeah, and see if Scott, if Scott Van Kirk was here, he'd be disassembling this. <laughs> it would be on the counter in front of us in parts, springs, and things. 
Uh, but anyway, this is a terrific firearm. Uh, Ruger makes great firearms to begin with, and the 1911 is such a great design. It is absolutely timeless. Uh, and if you're interested, it will be at yeah. Graf's on Monday, but you can reserve it today if you're interested. Now, that is one of my very favorite handguns. It's my favorite conceal. Uh, but I have a favorite rifle, and you brought one of those. Yeah. We'll talk about oh, yeah. that next. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. It is uh, 22 minutes after the hour. Garson is in from Graf's, Graf's.com. And uh, w many years ago, I inherited from my father a Winchester 3840. And it was nice. uh, 1873, and, and I sold it, and I regretted it. The minute I sold it, I regretted it. I thought, oh, that was a mistake. And this is back in the 80s. It's about 1985, 1986. So I, um, I, I just, but I fell in love with shooting it. It was just such a wonderful rifle to shoot. Yeah, it's just a well-designed rifle. Yeah, and now Winchester has come out with a new 1873. And I'm going to put this in front of the cameras if you're uh, watching us on Facebook. That has a 26-inch barrel, and unfortunately, this is not a uh, uh, 4440 or 3840 or one of the other cowboy cartridges. Uh, but it is a 45 Colt, so you get a big old 45 cal bullet out of that thing. Well, you know, the downside to that 3840 was the ammo was very expensive. Hey, if you roll your own, it's not that bad. Well, well, most people don't. They should. They go to graphs. <laughs> they do enough shooting. It really is worthwhile. Um, but it is. Um, I got it locked. It is a terrific rifle, and it is yeah. my favorite rifle. It's Yeah, it's got a high-polish uh, bluing finish on it, which is just um, pretty as all get-out. Um, and it's real wood, folks. It's real wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and these things are so easy to shoot. Oh, yeah. They're really accurate uh, for deer rifle. Uh, they're fun to shoot. Uh, I just love these things. I, I actually like these more than AR-15s, and I love AR-15s. <laughs> you know, they, they don't hold as many rounds, I understand, and I have to, you know, chamber around all the time. But I just love shooting them. And now Winchester has come out and finally started making them again. And you said it's even got the brass in it. Yeah, it's got a brass elevator. Um, or at least a, a brass-finished, um, It maybe, like Henry... They do the brass-plated steel, so it keeps the look. I, I'm not sure if that's actually steel or brass, but um, it looks correct. It is a terrific firearm. Uh, great fun to shoot. Great fun, uh, great for deer rifles, uh, deer shooting. Um, now, there are a limited number. And it's number. ambidextrous. And, yes, and there's just a very limited number of these yeah, made. this is a limited <coughs> series uh, version, and it comes with a certificate of authenticity. Um this special limited series model is one any avid collector would be proud to own. 26-inch uh, round barrel, half-length tubular magazine, uh, high, highly polished deep blue finish on the receiver, uh, lever, crescent butt plate, and forearm cap, true to the original. And there's um, and it's only $1,200. Yeah. Uh, oh, American <coughs> Black Walnut. So the gun is a Japanese-made uh, Winchester, uh, but it is American Black Walnut, probably from Missouri, since... I think most gun stocks are coming out of Missouri. But if you, if, if for $1,200, you're getting one of only a, a very, very limited number. Yeah, one of no more than 201 guns. So I'm assuming that one was made as a presentation piece for somebody. Yeah. Um, this, this could be your presentation piece to me. <laughs> Say, Gary, it you can be. have this. It could be. And, and, but you'd make me pay for it, wouldn't have, you? Have you been a good boy this year? Yes. I'll have to talk to Gwen, but 
We'll see. No, no, don't don't talk when. <laughs> just just say yes. When she gets back from her nice little conference there. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, anyway, this will be at Graf's on um, on Monday, but it's, I assume is the only one that you guys had. This that, guy, yeah, two hundred. We've we've had that on order for a while. Um, so they just finished them and just released them. So that's the only one we're going to be getting. They're they were all spoken for before they even I think started machining the first ones. Wow. So this this is a collector's item. It, yeah. Now you said even, that not you, even sold yet, and it's already a collector's item. And you said that uh, you can get this in an octagon barrel. They do have a model available in an octagon barrel. It's out of their regular production line, uh, so it's not available in that barrel. Um, but yeah, you can get a color case hardened octagonal uh, 1873 Sporter um, with either a pistol grip or the straight stock. Now you can go out and look for an original, and it'll cost you. And I've seen them; it's five, six thousand dollars. And then you've got to, you know, take them to somebody and and have them gone through because they're old. You want to make sure that they're operating and functioning properly. And if you've got, uh, like I said, the uh, the thirty eight forty, one of those odd. Uh, calibers, uh, then it's going to cost you even more money. You can go out and get this thing. It's a collector's item, uh, and it's, uh, the ammo is readily available. A, a shootable collector's item. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how you can go wrong with that. So if you're into uh, lever-action rifles like I am, uh, this is absolutely the way to go. And because there are so few, just a couple of hundred made, uh, you may want to jump on this one. You may really want to call Graphs uh, at, at, uh, as soon as it opens and say, here, I'll, here's my credit card. Let's take a deposit. I want it. Because you're just not getting... Nobody... You're just not going to get another chance to get one of these. Nope. Not unless... Uh, not unless they do another special run sometime in the future, but that's not guaranteed. Yeah. I love those Winchester rifles. You know, it, you know, I'm I'm not sure. It, it, part of it is because uh, I used to shoot with my father, and 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 that's what we uh, often shot with. Uh, part of it might just be the whole John Wayne Western movies thing, because <laughs> that's what he always carried. And I really, really love those rifles. So those are two of my very favorite firearms. You got them both uh, at Graf's, and uh, it is, it is, uh, you know, that rifle is that's so sweet. And, and you should and he. I got to tell you, folks, when Garson came in this morning, he lays out the 1911, and I start drooling over it, and then he says, oh, but that's nothing. You got to, you uh, you just wait. And he just literally teased the crap out of me about this, because <laughs> he knew that's what I loved. So it is, um, again, available at, Gar at uh, Graf's. It is a collector's item, only 200 made. It's probably the only one in Missouri. Uh, if, if, if there's any other, it'd be a, it'd be a surprise. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Uh, all right, so we've got some more anti-gun legislators in the news. Bob Menendez is uh, making noise about uh, guns. They also want to take away your toy guns. Yeah, I know. It sounds bizarre. And the reason for that is? Do you want me to speculate or do you want me to give you their reason? Because I, I don't, um, you know, they're saying uh, that the uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission should ban the sale of toy guns uh, because that's, uh, you know, some kid might get shot uh, by someone who thinks they're pulling a real gun on them. Okay, so this isn't the the people in California claiming that someone had made a real gun out of a toy gun? No, okay. this is New Jersey uh, 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 
uh, uh, Ed Markey and uh, Richard Blumenthal uh, urging action from the Consumer Product Safety Commission on the vital issue of toy guns that look cool. The demand that federal regulators issue new stricter controls on toy imitation air and BB guns because the existing regulations allow for toy guns that don't look totally dorky. Uh, the story is uh, at PJ Media, except they already do look totally dorky. As Menendez's office admitted uh, in his very own uh, it, 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 it press release, current regulations require a blaze orange plug inserted in the barrel of such toy look-alike or imitation firearm, or that toy guns be brightly colored uh, singly or in combination with specific colors, uh, have an orange marking on the barrel exterior, uh, or be made fully of transparent uh, or translucent materials. In other words, they have to look like toys, uh, and they have to look dorky. Where's the line on dorky? Uh, Well, I think they crossed it. Uh, We'll talk about why. Next, Gary on Guns, 93.90. 35 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, joining me in studio this morning, Garson from Graphs. Uh, they are in Mexico, Missouri. Uh, if you're into reloading, or optics, or holsters, or ammo, or rifles. Or dog toys. You have dog toys? Yeah, we got some dog toys. You know, I brought my dog with me this morning, and you didn't bring him a toy. I didn't know he was coming. Well... For goodness sake, call and ask. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they uh, we just displayed a Winchester limited edition, 201 rifles made. They've got one of them. It's an old-fashioned lever action. Uh, yeah. From you, you handed the Ruger back to me, and then you leaned the Winchester back up. Over yeah, <laughs> uh, just an oversight. If the box seems a little light to you when you're out in the car, don't worry about it. Don't you need the box? That's part of the part of the package. I don't need the box. For a collector's item, you need the box. I, Always I, save your box. At that price, I can just take the rifle for free. I mean, how am I going <laughs> to? I'm not going to complain. Uh, all right, so uh, that will be uh, something that uh, you might want to look into getting if uh, if you love those uh, lever action rifles as I do. Uh, but we were talking about uh, Bob Menendez and a couple of other uh, uh, very liberal anti gunners who want toy guns to look even more ridiculous than toy guns look. The problem is, and this is just, we were talking about this a little while ago, about how all these gun laws always fail. If I'm a bad guy and I want to get away with, I want to get the drop on a cop, why wouldn't I just put a bright orange, yeah, Yeah. uh, and make them think it's a toy gun? I mean, it's just, their laws are useless. They're absolutely useless. I would like to think that the situation that you would be in would be more of a indicator of the level of danger you're in than the appearance of the thing in somebody's hand. I, I, I just, I am baffled by their ignorance. Baffled I, by it. Their ignorance knows no bounds. The federal government has decided that uh, you just can't arbitrarily decide to let people buy software to 3D print a gun. This this uh, has gone through the courts. It's interesting. Uh, a bunch of states sued to stop the federal government from allowing these uh, gun-making files to circulate uh, and circulate legally. Now a federal judge says the decision to not prohibit the sale of that software was arbitrary and capricious. The federal government in 2013... Uh, told a guy whose company uh, Defense Distributed, 
and, and they're, they were distributing uh, the software and the tools for 3D printing, uh, that they can't sell them. Uh, the software files that it distributed uh, constituted the legal export of armaments under the International Traffic in Arms Regulations, ITAR. ITAR. Uh, ITAR. And, and uh, the Arms Control Export Act. Seeing the files as analogous to a book containing instructions on how to make a gun, Defense Distributed and a couple of other folks sued the State Department in 2015 on First Amendment grounds. The federal government had to settle that lawsuit, and they did that in 2018. As part of the settlement, the federal government announced that the software files, known generically as CAD files, computer-aided uh, design, um, would be removed from the United States munitions list. The items on that list require a license to export, but if these restrictions are lifted, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, you, you can't stop them. Within days of that announcement, a variety of states, including Washington, D.C., sued the federal government for taking the files off the list. They said that removing them was done in violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. They claim that there's no indication in the settlement agreement or elsewhere that any analysis, study, or determination was made by the government defendants in consultation with other agencies before the federal government agreed to lift the export controls. In other words, when the federal government realized that what they were actually doing was uh, preventing uh, freedom of the press, if you will, they had no choice, they had no recourse but to simply lift the ban. These people are saying, oh, no, no, no. You should have gone through all these other organizations to find out what the implications were of lifting the ban. Ergo, lifting the ban was arbitrary and capricious. Yeah, and so the problem with that is is the freedom of the press applies here in the U.S., but ITAR supersedes that internationally, and because they're making it available out in the wild... It's not just available here in the U.S. It's available in every country that has Internet access. That is a clear violation of ITAR because I deal with ITAR all day long. Um, it's not making a gun. It's not selling a gun. Uh, no, uh, but like even something as innocuous as a cleaning manual is regulated by ITAR. So why are we a part of it? Uh, we developed it. Well, then we should get rid of it. Uh, it's silly to say that it was arbitrary. Well, it, it, it's meant to restrict weapons of war, but because the Department of Commerce doesn't regulate um, a majority of that, um, sporting use firearms and accoutrement have fallen into the ITAR because the Department of Commerce doesn't handle those items. Like, they handle some sporting shotguns, but... Um, other than that, everything else falls under the ITAR, and it, it's a, considered a dual-use good. So because it has military and civilian applications, it still falls under the ITAR. So domestically, nothing changes, but internationally, because that is a dual-use item, um, it, it does fall under the, under the controls of the ITAR. See, I would argue that would be their problem, not ours. Uh, and if somebody comes over here and buys it, then they need to regulate their people. Uh, and I also would argue that the bad guys don't give a rodent's rectum about well, ITAR. And, that, and that's the worst thing about the ITAR is, is most other countries don't. They leave it to us to police everything so they don't have to deal with it. 
Yeah, and and I would I would argue the bad guys don't give a rodent's rectum about it. They'll they'll transport their weapons wherever yeah, they and, want. And these CAD files are out there, but before that, other drawings for firearms parts have been available, and any decent machinist could probably make these parts just off of a regular drawing, and they don't need the CAD file. The CAD file makes it just easier. It lowers the bar for access to anyone, but I mean even even a a mediocre or you know entry level machinist can make most of these parts um, from the drawings that have been available. So, and the ITAR does have an exemption in it to where if something is common knowledge or is you know what they consider public domain, it's no longer licensable for export. Um, but you have to get a a ruling on that from, you know, somebody that can control. So this really deals with the export of yeah. the software. The ITAR only only has to deal with export. So and that shouldn't stop domestic sales. It should not. And so it's not arbitrary and capricious, uh, maybe to the extent that uh, foreign countries. But again, what you've just told me is what I expressed before. None of these gun control laws work. Right. They're all absolutely useless it's it's uh, it's painful that they just keep pushing this um we got another story here that's uh, also uh impactive and i think more impactive than anything else we've covered today a law that was designed to protect the firearm industry from frivolous litigation is according to the nra and i've read this story uh, it, it's true is in jeopardy thanks to inaction by the supreme court Earlier this month, they passed on a petition to review a case creating a new exception to the law's protection. The case before the Supreme Court was Remington Arms versus Soto. Uh, it's hard to imagine a more ridiculous, implausible legal theory. A gunmaker intentionally marketing its products to criminals through macho ad copy, patriotic images, and product placement in video games, thus causing the criminal to carry out a mass attack. This almost goes back to Chris Kelly's. Uh, kind of argument, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I, I was actually wondering earlier if these two were related. No. Uh, it's particularly ludicrous, writes the NRA, when the murderer himself stole rather than bought the gun after killing the person who actually bought it. With no evidence, the murderer saw any of the gunmaker's ads. In a sane world, the lawsuit would have been recognized as an abuse of the legal system, a cynical They're, exploitation of tragedy for political and ideological ends. And they're referring to his mother, right? Uh, no. Um, in the uh, Newtown shooting? They're, they're saying that the kid who st who stole the gun from his mother and shot her and then went to the school okay. might have been influenced by ads. So a, a female wants to be more macho? Is that what they're... It's, I don't see how they win this, but I also don't think that's their goal. Well, no, it's not. It's not. So we'll discuss that next. You're listening to Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 50, 5.0, 50 minutes after the hour. Garson is in from Graffs uh, in Mexico, Missouri. And uh, we're talking about the uh, Supreme Court uh, not hearing this case. The Congress passed a law that effectively uh, protected the gun manufacturers against these... Uh, uh, frivolous lawsuits. Frivolous lawsuits. And now they're, uh, they're going to sue in Connecticut, uh, arguing that the ads that they were running uh, for these uh, uh, for this AR-15 somehow is responsible 
for that kid going into the school and shooting everybody up. Uh, this uh, law, by the way, was uh, passed in uh, 2005, and it had uh, uh, bipartisan support. And by the Supreme Court not hearing or, or, or refusing to hear this and allowing this lawsuit to go through, uh, it isn't because they expect to win. I don't see how you could possibly make a logical uh, uh, argument that would make this a winning situation. But I'll tell you what the real goal is. The real goal is to tie up gun manufacturers in lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. Yeah. And till they till they're broke. Because even uh after they win this lawsuit, and I'm confident they'll win, even after that happens. Still gonna cost them millions of dollars. It'll have cost them a fortune in attorney's fees. And it's going to spread. It's going to happen all around the country. They're going to come up with all kinds of other reasons why that sort of thing should happen. It's already starting to manifest. That problem is Baltimore City is going to consider lawsuits against gun companies. And they're waiting to see what happens in Connecticut. They're considering following the lead of Sandy Hook families in suing the manufacturers. And uh, as of Tuesday night... There have been 306 homicides in Baltimore City so far this year. Uh, their attorney, uh, Andre Davis, said that escalating violence is why he will legally go after gun manufacturers and hold them responsible if Sandy Hook families succeed in their cases. But I don't think he's going to wait to see if they succeed. I don't think he cares if they succeed. Uh, the anti-gunners are willing to do this just to break the bank. Yeah, it's a good strategy. Yeah, and, and just think of all the variables. You know, in, in the Sandy Hook case, uh, it was because the kid used the gun and they're saying the ad seduced him. Uh, here they're saying gangs are using the guns before, because the ad seduced him. Somebody holds up a bank, they'll say they used a gun because an ad seduced them. That's pretty good advertising. Yeah, that's really good advertising. Uh, but every time somebody discharges a firearm illegally, it will make the gun manufacturer potentially liable. And that's what they want. Uh, and tie them up in court. Yep. Yeah, it's going to cripple cripple the industry if this is allowed to continue. So I hope that somebody else challenges something along these lines up to the Supreme Court and they change their minds. I can't imagine what they were thinking. Yeah, I've well, never seen, you know, you've been in the business longer than, than I've even hosted this show. And I've never seen an ad that says, buy an AR-15 and kill innocent people. The ad is, if the ad is patriotic... That isn't the goal to shoot innocent people. If the ad I think that would be the exact opposite of the goal. Yeah, and if the ad uh, talks about the accuracy of the firearm, that isn't saying go out and shoot innocent people. It's saying that if you go hunting or you use it for self protection, it will be a better firearm than than the competition. Nowhere have I ever seen an ad that should fall into the category that these parents are using to sue the gun manufacturers. Yeah, I've I've not seen any any advertisement that would, you know, like you said, I've been doing this a long time, and I've I've never been tempted to do any of those things. Yeah, by, by any advertisement or contact with a firearm in any way, shape, or form. You know that that might be the the direction that Colt has to go. Well, Colt's already stopped civilian sales of AR-15s uh, on their own accord, so they can they can just. Roll out into the weeds. Well, that, uh, that could actually uh, work against them. Yeah, it should. You know, why I, did you stop selling buy, them? Because I don't buy any of their products. That's why I don't buy 
uh, a lot of other products uh, for things that those companies have done in the past. But that decision could actually hurt them negatively in court. Yeah. Because it's almost had them out to an opinion of their own that yeah. their firearms were... But these gun manufacturers that will survive this, our prices are going to go up because we're going to have to pay for this in the end. Because, you know, they're, they're not paying for it out of their pocket. It, you know, we're the ones that put the money in there, so it's going to be coming out of our pocket. So it's going to increase the cost of gun ownership across the board uh, to help, you know, or to cover the cost of these lawsuits. And that's going to restrict access even further. I, uh, I don't understand the logic of the Supreme Court. Why would they not hear this and clear it up? Let's go to the phones, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. John, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Good morning. A very interesting topic. You know, if they were going to go after somebody, then why not maybe the video games that are encouraging violence and aggression, where they shoot with guns and steal and do all the other? But oh, if they're going to go... They, part of their argument is... Because uh, some of these guns uh, are being used in video games, that's part of the sale, uh, part of the advertising that, that they're going after. Well, did the manufacturers authorize those video games to use? Yeah, they give them guns? permission. They have to give oh, permission, do. yeah. And, you know, a lot of times in advertising, it's product placement. You'll see a, a bottle of uh, Budweiser beer in a movie or a TV series, that's product placement. That's Yeah, that uh, it is. Well, part of my concern is if they go after the manufacturer, then are they going to go after the electric company to provide them electricity to manufacture whatever it is? Or the college that taught the engineer how to design something? Or the machinist that manufactured that part? Or the machine that would make that part? Yeah. It, it could be an open-ended fiasco yeah. more than a fiasco uh, it's absurd it, it's just absolutely absurd and you're right it can go as far as they want it to go yeah uh, and, uh, it, it, and like I said it's not designed to win the lawsuit they're not going to be able to prevail um, it's designed to break the uh, to break the bank for the uh, for the gun manufacturers oh and that would be another one what if they went after you because you bought stock in the company and you helped facilitate them financially to make that? You know, John, I, I let me say this as nicely as I can. You need to keep your mouth shut because people are going to hear you uh, and uh, then they're going to start doing these things. Well, but it's a scary factor with people that have retirement accounts that they don't know where the money has been invested. In some cases, that is true. John, points well made. Thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, another decision here in the state of Missouri... Uh, that did not go the direction I'd hoped, dealt with carrying on campus. Yep. Uh, uh, Professor Barande's uh, lawsuit has, uh, it, it, it's, didn't go anywhere in court. Uh, they just lost. But there is room for appeal. And I do think that uh, on closer inspection it will pass. But all that law does is it makes uh, the campus a target. A, a, an, an easy target. Um, anytime you Anytime you fear that people in there might have guns to stop you, the target's instantly hardened. Doesn't cost any money. Don't have to build any special walls. Don't have any special locks. No bulletproof glass like the uh, Tesla pickup truck. <laughs> the Cybertruck. But yeah, these people are cowards, um, which is why they're doing what they're doing. And yeah, they're not going to go somewhere where there's a, you know, a physical threat to themselves because that 
you know, like I said, they're they're weak minded yeah. cowards. You know, you could almost I might get in trouble for this one, but you could almost argue that anti gun people are cowards. Yeah. I mean they're afraid of inanimate objects. Yep. And uh and frankly they endanger all of us. Um the problems that we have are societal. They're not inanimate objects. That's not causing the problem. If they can't get a gun, they'll make a Molotov cocktail. They'll get in a truck and drive fertilizer down a bike bomb. lane. They'll make a fertilizer bomb. They'll take out knives and stab people or use a sword. We've seen cases of that all around the world. It None of this, none of this helps. All right. Uh, we're about out of time. That Winchester, you may want to jump on that. It's going to be Monday when it's down there, but you can reserve it now at Graf's. Garson, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Grandbaby, honey, I'm headed home.